Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. Keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself. Do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and it is a treat to be here today. We have with us Mark Champagne. Mark, how are you there, brother? I am 100%. I feel like I'm 150 after that (laughs) yell. That was great. (laughs) Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. So just tuning in, for those tuning in to Mark for the first time, he is a podcast, Behind the Human Dude. You're going to check it out. Um, He has recently written a book, Socratic Questions. Can't wait to dive into that. And uh, yeah. He's a, he's a great human to get onto the show. It is such a pleasure to have you here. Um, bro, can we also have a chat about at some point about mental health, fitness and stuff like that? There's so much that, you know, we could, we could unpack in this conversation. I love your interests. I love your curiosities. So it's a real pleasure for us to have you here. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. I can't wait. I mean, there's um, there's definitely a lot of overlap in what we're, I think what we're both passionate about. So it should be a really great conversation. Yeah, totally agreed. So, bro, like we, the the book you wrote on Socratic questions, like you're starting to ask people questions and lines of questioning that can actually help them improve their lives, like ask better questions of ourselves. What was the, what was the, like, 
I'm sure like questions, something is something like meditation, something like music, like it's probably something that's been in your field, in your awareness since like longer than potentially you probably could imagine. Um, But when was there like, like, was there a clear sort of, you know, moment where it was like, oh, questions. Mm." (laughs) And did it just come from podcasting? Because I know that made me better at questions or like, is there more to it? Can you, can you illuminate it to us? Yes. Absolutely. I mean, there's a, there's a huge inflection point where there was a realization that at least that I made that we're all of us, doesn't matter where we're at in life. We're all one question away from a completely different life or outcome. Mm. And I got to that because I was in a, in, in, in a period in my life, probably the most challenging years of my, of, of my life essentially. And that's when I was running a digital journal called Keo or wellness company. And we had reached 86.9 million people with that app in terms of app store impressions. It was, it was a wild ride. All these features, a lot of the people before we hit record that we mentioned that we have, you know, an overlap with, they were in that app providing Mm -hmm. their questions, their Mm -hmm. reflective questions to help guide people in, uh, into a journaling practice. And long story short, I mean, we reached a lot of people. There was a lot of hype. There were a lot of collaborations, a lot of press, but the business model just wasn't working and we mm. couldn't financially keep it going. And we were, I think we were mentally tapped out as well. And I, I only share that because I'll never forget. I was in Toronto, Canada in a co-working space, sitting there behind my laptop by myself. And I was about to hit delete from app store. And I'm looking at this number, 86.9 million people thinking, how could we fail at such a colossal level? I mean, there are millions of apps and most apps. How does your gut right? feel in that moment, bro? Oh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was brutal, but it was, it was even worse as the weeks went on because what that led to was a deletion of an app, but a deletion of my identity for the last three years. And I had legitimately found the work that lights me up and mm-hmm. around this, this this concept of mental fitness and providing a different narrative to the to the practices but i just deleted the vehicle that was supposed to help continue my path in that space right so what happened eventually in the podcast the podcast was helpful because it provided a pause or a reframe to remember well wait a second i've interviewed hundreds of incredible humans and they're asking a very different set of questions than what I'm asking right now. Because what I was asking were questions that were leading me down a deeper hole. You know, they weren't mm-hmm. getting me out of the situation. They were kind of why, like, why did this happen? And, and, and now what, for example, but not in a progressive, like motivating way mm-hmm. until I stumbled on the idea of just asking myself one question. And it was, well, what do I want for my life? And then that that provided the unlock to then follow what I now know is essentially a Socratic method and why I wrote personal Socrates was that then it led to the next question and the question after that, you know, well, who do I need to speak with to fulfill kind of what I'm looking for? What do I need to do next? What's one step to take today that I can, you know, get closer and closer to essentially that picture that I mapped out in terms of what I wanted for my life. And it brought Mm. back the hope because the hope is what was lost in that you know, hitting that delete from app store. Mm. So, so that's how, that's how questions 
entered or that how that inflection point came up and just mm-hmm. then really starting to think about, well, wait a second, we all ask questions all the time. It's just, mm-hmm. are we asking the right ones, right? And are we asking enough of them? And most importantly, are we asking the right questions at the right time, mm-hmm. right? Because you and I can reflect on a question and it could really land with me based on where I'm at in my life right now and not land with you, but maybe in six months it will, Right. So this is where I've, you know, this is where I really became obsessed with the questions because, again, everyone's asking them. And when you start paying attention, you can pick them up. Mm. And now I'm a bit, you know, I've got a list of, of, of hundreds of these prompts, essentially, from all walks of life. And it's almost impossible to read a book or read anything, really, and not flip it into some sort of reflective question, which mm. I guess is good and bad, but... Yeah, anyway, that's the answer. <laughs> the boon and the curse. Wow, man. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing that. And I, yeah, uh, there's a lot to unpack in there. Like just that moment for going from like, yeah, having developed something that reaches almost 100 million people um, and then just literally, yeah, saying goodbye to it. Gone. There must be so much in that. Um, but I love you know, and this is one of the things that keeps coming up on the Inspired Evolution. It comes up a lot in my coaching as well. We talk about this and it's a bit annoying for some people because <laughs> they'll come on they'll come on to the coaching journey and I'll sit there and they're going through like something really turbulent and I'm smiling <laughs> and they're like, uh, it's kind of out of context, like your smile. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I kind of know that you've just put in like so much mileage. You're about to break through. Like I've just seen this time and time again. And I often say that like our biggest challenges lead to our biggest gifts and I'm not surprised that having gone through like such a seismic sort of and public sort of bagunk that, you know, this golden nugget of, you know, questions yeah. came through. So I just see it time and time again. And in there, the the thing that came to me when you said that was, you know, the question, what do I want for my life? Yeah, it's such a beautiful question. Um even as you, as you, as you, as I say it, I can kind of feel just how opening, like it just opens me up. Um, however, the thing that sort of, there's a rub in there because I think a lot of us have thought about questions like this. Yeah. But yeah. rarely do we engage with the question. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that rub? Like, we often think about questions, but I don't think we often like engage with the question in a quality that actually can be transformative. That's a really good point. And I think what happens is that it depends on where we're at in life and where our mind is at. And, and I guess uh, another way to say it is that sometimes we, we ask these questions, but we actually don't want the answer to the question. Mm. Or the answer is is scary, right? Like think of a question like as simple as, am I happy? I mean, it's either yes or no, maybe a bit in, the, in between, but pretty much yes or no. And if it's no, I mean, you have a, just, you have a choice there, right? Like either you just accept that and, and that's how it is, or you have to make some sort of change. And the change, you know, it's, it's messy at first, but, you know, it gets, gets better and then it's beautiful at the end. But... At, at beginning, it's challenging. So I think, I think that's what happens. And hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's again, this is where the timing of a question is, is really impactful. And, and this is how the book is framed up and, and how the app was set up. But mm. it's just if you if you land on a prompt based on you know where you're at right now in your life and it resonates and it helps you through whatever you may be dealing with then you start training your mind to slow down and take that pause which is what i think questions do they give us the pause right mm. pause from whatever is going on pause from the autopilot and start to think a bit and then you think and then another thing comes up and another prompt or another practice and then all of a sudden you start getting into you know essentially like our world right of that that's exponential in terms of what you can do and what's next and and so forth in in a positive way so for me it's it's whatever i can do to help people find that initial question that's going to land right now then Mm -hmm. then it opens up a dialogue with yourself right and others eventually i find that fascinating that dialogue with yourself because the questions really do illuminate where you're at you you said that you mentioned this earlier in terms of you know, you were asking a certain type of questions and people that, you know, you were speaking to were asking a different caliber of questions or different type of question, let's say. Um, and in there you find yourself sort of asking this, why me, why this way, you know, and the, yeah, it's, there's, uh, languaging is a bit interesting, but there's like these <laughs> victim-esque kind of questions yeah. um, versus these empowering sort of questions. Um, but when I've been like, I've tuned into your work, I used to think, and, you know, obviously that was, I was led a lot by Simon Sinek and the power of why, um, in terms of going, you know, it is probably a better question to ask why rather than how, rather than what, but then I tuning into your work, realized that potentially asking what could be a better question if it's just focused on the next, like, what do I do from here? You know, it could be like a a very progressive next step and it could be much more constructive than always being stuck in like the why it's good to have you why, but then, yeah. Can you elaborate? Like I'm I'm fishing around here with a good, no, no, no. (laughs) I've thought about this a lot because I I also follow Simon's work and I think the, the, you know, the multiple whys is Mm. important and and definitely important in, in, you know, business and different cases like that. But it's, it can be detrimental if you get into a why loop with, you know, the victim mode, right? Because then now you're stuck and you just start looping. And that's what was happening. I remember, I mean, after I hit delete, um, there was so much going on because I mean, I just, again, I didn't know what, what was next. That was the first time in my life where I didn't feel like I had a plan forward. And my mm-hmm. backup plan, which was to return back to that corporate world that I had left, just didn't feel right anymore because I I could feel that the work I was doing was what I should be doing and and mm-hmm. is that's what I'm in now, 
um, but I had no plan, right? So you get into this loop, but at, you know, at one point, it's good to learn from what happened, but then you've got to cut it and I think move forward. And those what type of questions or the hows and whatnot allow you to progress forward. I mean, just someone that you had on your show previously, John Azareth. I mean, I wrote a profile about him specifically on these progressive questions, mm. right? Like something as, as simple as imagine if, you know, mm. opens up and removes all limits that we set mm. off, you know, and it just allows our imagination to run wild. And even if, you know, even if we're not seeking um, a specific, you know, out there answer, let's say, at least puts your mind in a, you know, in a mental state to allow for that, that dialogue with yourself to happen, right? And then all of a sudden, you're in a better mood. And next thing you know, you're, you're having a conversation with someone else and an opportunity pops up versus mm -hmm. being stuck in this fear loop, which I think happens when you get stuck in some of these why looping questions in those kind of circumstances. So, right. So it's whatever we can do. And I, I often refer to what I called my, my happiness list, like the, the mm -hmm. five or 10 things that I knew without a shadow of a doubt would put a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. And again, that allows you to, to pause that, you know, negative uh, internal dialogue or that New York Times bestselling story that we can all loop up really fast mm -hmm. in our minds, right? That feels so real um, and, and shut down our thinking, right? Because it's so hard to think clearly when you're in a survival state. Yo. You know, you can do it, but it's, it's challenging and it's definitely not where you're going to perform at your best. So I, I remember like those, those, those times in my life were really gratitude and present moment mm. all the time, as much as I could to just, again, pause that narrative, get out of that, not, not ignore feelings or suppress things. There's time mm. to, to, to process that. And I would leverage journaling and, and uh, my men's group to do a lot of that work, mm -hmm. but not when you're trying to, you know, you're, you're in the middle of the day and you're trying to move forward in your steps and move towards your plan. Like that's when you know, gratitude and like I said, the present moment or that happiness can then flip you into that creation state. Get mm -hmm. your mind back in a thriving, motivated, even if it's for 30 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. You can create so much in that time. Yeah, I love that. I, my curiosity just wants to go here. Yeah, go <laughs> for got, it. You've got five things on your happiness list. What are they? <laughs> oh, you know what? That's a great question because they change all the time. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the... Um, the key is that it, it has to relate to you, right? So for me right now would be mountain biking in the forest, long walks, hikes. Um, not I shouldn't even say long. I mean, just a walk in general. I mean, what I've been really trying to do lately uh, is to take a 10 or 15 minute walk after lunch. Uh, there's some health benefits there, obviously, in terms of processing what you just ate, but then also just getting outside and nature and sun. So yeah. um, that those exercises are on there without fail. A Peloton spin for me flips me into a wild, you know, motivated mood. Mm -hmm. um, before jumping on this show with you, I took five minutes. I was listening to Foo Fighters um, mm -hmm. and that, you know, music for so many music people is, is a yeah. huge trigger. Right. So, again, like we have access to all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, it's just fine, you know, listing it out. And having that either mentally or physically in front of you, knowing that you can default to that list at mm -hmm. any point, right? Because then, then you know, it doesn't matter whether you're upset or fearing something or have anxiety. If you pop back into that list, you can, you can 
pause that and and and, and reframe whatever's going on. Yeah. Beautiful. So those are those are a few things on on my list, at least right now. I love that. Mark, so help me out. So I'm really good at making lists, like really good at making lists, like exceptional list maker. Like <laughs> if you saw my phone, you'd just be like, oh, he just he just has list thing. <laughs> yeah. really calls people. List master. Uh, yeah, pretty much, right? Um, so really good at making lists. I have, I wouldn't say I've, actually, let's be real about it. Yeah, I think I struggle with journaling. I struggle with journaling. Um and what comes up for me is I never really know where to start and yeah. how deep to stop going. Does that, I don't know, does that sound like very self-indulgent or something? But like, you know, when something comes up, it's like I'll start talking about it and it's like at which point did this, what I'm trying to write about begin, you know, mm. and then I'll sort of go into story and narrative and then I, I, I tune into a lot of Tim Ferriss's work and it's like, don't go into story. Like he writes on the top of every page, don't go into story and then just write. But then yeah. I've found I had nothing to write if I wasn't going into story. <laughs> it was just like, so I, I just, I, I was like, maybe this journaling thing, you know, is, you know, I have meditated, like I'll go away on a meditation retreat and things will come through and I'll download and I'll write a little bit about them for sure. Sure. But outside of my integrated sort of day-to-day life, I never really uh, find the sort of, yeah, just the the flow to write. If that is, if if that's the right yeah, way to sort absolutely. of put it. Any advice? How would I how would I crack through this? Like when you approach a blank page, is there some sort of tips, advice that you have in this space? Yeah. Well, first of all, I mean you're 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 not alone, and I think you know there's probably eighty seven or eighty six point nine million people that have some sort of <laughs> struggle with that as well, or they would have have downloaded or, or approached our app in the past, mm. right? Um, but first, before any of that, I would love to leave yourself as well as the listeners with just a reframe on journaling and what the, and the definition, because I think sometimes Mm -hmm. we get hung up with journaling as this pen to paper. Uh, I used to get this all the time. Oh, you're talking about the diary or the girl writing the, in her diary about the boy at school or something, right? Which Mm. there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, Yes and no. There's so many different ways to to journal. So stereotypically, we think of pen to paper or in an app of some sort and we're we're writing. But the practice itself is reflection, right? Mm. It's the act of reflecting. So if you're taking a walk and thinking or if you're, uh, you know, coming back, like you said, from your your meditation retreat and you're driving or whatever the, you're on the airplane, like whatever it is. And you're taking some time to just be still and think and process. And usually there's, there are questions involved there. To me, that is journaling. Um, mm. And, you know, writing down pen to paper. I mean, there's science there. There's definitely, there's benefits to, to doing that, uh, especially when it comes to any type of uh, visualizations and things like that or intention settings. I should in setting intention setting, I should say. Um, but regardless, like, so forget about the vehicle and just think about what works best in your routine and your rituals that you can provide five or 10 minutes of stillness to think, right? That's, Mm. that's at the base. Then I think what I'm hearing from you is, um, is a struggle in long form free writing of some, of some case, which doesn't have to be, you know, maybe that's not your thing. Or maybe it's only something that when you feel compelled to go to it after, you know, a retreat of some sort and you, you feel like there's stuff that, that you want to unpack or 
because the other thing too, a lot of us, we don't, we, we often talk about journaling from a, we're processing emotion, we're dealing with hard times, but there's the flip side of it, again, of visualizing the life, the work, how you want people to feel after a phone call or a presentation or a keynote, mm-hmm. right? Like writing out that detail, there's all these different things you can do. But if you're struggling to get started, I would suggest that's when you start with prompts, right? Mm-hmm. And it's something like I start pretty much every day trying to to start the day with a five-minute journaling practice. And usually at the end of the day bef- before, not the end of the day before I go to sleep, but the end of my workday to bookend the day, I'll mm-hmm. jump back into that journal. And the question to start the day is typically, how am I feeling? You know, where am I feeling that in my body? And, you know, what, like, what am I hearing right now? I Sometimes mm-hmm. I, I jump into that in the middle of the day. Like, what... There's a lot going on. It seems like there's an opportunity here. There's something I'm thinking about here. But what am I really hearing? Like tapping into the intuition and then unpacking that a bit. And it could just be a couple minutes. And then at the end of the day, what can I celebrate about the day? And it's just a beautiful way, right? To Because we, we forget. We do so many things, but we forget all of the awesome that takes place <laughs> each and every single day. And I mean the small things. Oh, so-and-so actually wrote back to my email. Or I booked yeah. this, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it, it quickly disappears into if it's not this catalytic, you know, catalytic event, then, you know, it doesn't make, it doesn't, it doesn't stay in the memory. So these mm-hmm. are great ways to just, again, keep your mind motivated and primed and, and grateful for all of the awesome taking place. Mm-hmm. And that's journaling, right? There, that's reflection, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yum. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's like a whole, yeah, it's, yeah, that, wow. There's so much space in that response. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I can really feel how, yeah, it's removed this, yeah, because you're right. What it looked like for me was this dear diary and me going into it. Yeah. Uh, But in the regards that you're sort of illuminating to, I make lists similar to that. Like I'll think about something and it's like, oh, actually that's come through. And I should probably jot it down and I'll just punch it into my phone. But uh, I love the question around what am I hearing, just tapping into your intuition that way, first thing, like what's coming through, you know. Yeah. And uh, celebrations like one of the highest values, those that tune into the episode, you guys know yeah. that, know me like that. And, uh, yeah, what can I celebrate at the end of the day? <laughs> it's such a gorgeous way to sort of tap into that. Um, yeah, and you can do an audio note too life. if you want to answer it in that way, right? That's another... Yeah great way to do it yeah yeah do you um do you find yourself ever like uh coming back to your back to what you've journaled um do you do you do that regularly or does it is it just something that's in the process to sort of get what's in your space out and then you can sort of move on with more clarity is it multiple multi-purpose like what's the yeah that that's actually really uh i like that question because it that hits home in terms of where I'm at right now with the practice. And I, mm-hmm. I felt myself evolve um, because before, and I think a lot of people think about, you know, a, a practice like journaling like this, and you get hung up on, again, the vehicle. So mm-hmm. if you're pen to paper, um, I'm only going to buy these red journals and I'm going to stack them up on my shelf as they <laughs> fill them up. And I want to see them like there's, there's, dialogue yeah. like that and you probably never open them up again mm. and sometimes you do and and everyone's different but 
And then there, there are all these different apps that are out there mm. as well. And it's, I, we used to see this in, in our space. It's like, you don't want to switch around because you know, you want everything in one place and so forth. Mm. And there is validity to some of that. And I've, mm. I'm experiencing that in somewhat of a case with an app that I use or that I've used even before I started my company, which is called day one. Mm. Um, there, I, I like to think of them as like the grandfather of, of digital journaling. Mm. And I've got thousands of entries in there. And there's one feature they have that shows me, you know, here is your entry five years from now. And mm. that's the only time sometimes I'll tap on that. And it's interesting to go back and look at, you know, what I wrote because mm. you start picking up patterns say, wow, I'm writing about, I don't let's let's pick financials because I think mm. most people can relate. I'm writing about something financially uh, driven the the circumstances and details are all completely different than right now, but basically mm. the feeling is the same. Mm. And it's an interesting reflection, right? Because then you can think, well, okay, well, what what do I need to change there? Like maybe I need to change my relationship with how I think about money or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there is a benefit there, but here's where I'm evolving. At least I think so. What I've noticed over the years is that I will journal pen to paper, app, audio note on a post-it, whatever what's key is that i've been doing it when i need it i mean other than those some of those bookends and like building it into my own morning uh, practices and whatnot but if something comes up in the middle of the day to not worry about the medium and just stop and again focus on the practice of reflection maybe mm -hmm. i'll take a walk think about a question what, you know, what do I want to say? For example, when I was writing the book, if I get stuck, well, what am I trying to say? And just take a break mm. and go and do go through that reflection because I need it right now. Right. And not mm. getting hung up on, well, I need to document that somewhere in a, in a physical journal so that it's on the shelf. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so, you know, I kind of answered the question probably with, with two opposing uh, answers, but I mean, I do think at least I find, um, that they're both helpful in different situations. Yeah, yeah. No, what I'm hearing is, yeah, what I heard in that is it's more about you utilizing the tool as a method of moving through your stuff um, yeah. and getting more and more intimate with yourself in the moment. And it's it's handy if it is there in the future, but it doesn't, it doesn't form the crux of yeah. why we're journaling, um, which I think is, yeah, I'm glad I asked that question because I think for some of us, yeah, it can be that's like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to keep a documentation of where my life and journey went. One yeah. of the things that I've often remarked upon is like some of the greatest figures in history kept journals. And maybe this is just the kooky world that Amrit lives in, but these are the kind of things I think about. <laughs> 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 um, but I was like, were they the remarkable figures and they happened to keep journals or were they remarkable figures because they had a practice of self-reflection as you're describing and the journaling supported them in their path to doing something remarkable. Something wow. you've thought about for sure, right? Yeah, that's, that's a really great question and reflection. I mean, I'm biased obviously cause I, <laughs> I study this stuff, but I have yet to find, including over 200 interviews now, 
a person mm. that has come on or someone that I've studied that doesn't have some sort of reflective practice in their life. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's what I've noticed with these individuals is that they're doing everything possible to not go on to an autopilot. Mm. And a lot of these practices allow for that pause so that you're, you're not doing that so that you're thinking. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're all human. And I think, you know, I, I wrote a profile on Marcus Aurelius, kind of a perfect example of thousands. You know, this, this stuff has been around for thousands of years. I mean, I'm not inventing journaling. I'm not inventing new questions. Mm -hmm. uh, what I'm trying to do is bring the practice to light in a, in a modern narrative. So it, it lands mm -hmm. where, where we can all use it. But, you know, people like Marcus Aurelius were, you know, fighting these, these year long, uh, multiple year long battles, battles. and, Right. And then I, I can't remember the stat. I, it's in the book, but I think he lost something like 12 or 13 of his children. I mean, mm -hmm. can you, can you imagine, right? Oh, I mean, right. just in, in today's day, I mean, I'm a dad. I've, 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 I've a five-year-old and I've got a, another one on the way in December and oh, just congrats. even, thank you. It just, even mm -hmm. the thought of losing one child, I mean, completely, yeah. you know, wrecks, uh, wrecks lives essentially. Right. So, mm -hmm. I mean, and you can read about his 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 meditations and his journals is in in his uh, in his essentially it's his journal um, uh, meditations is what it's called. Mm -hmm. um, that that's how he's processing all of this this stuff and processing decisions and and going back and, and working on his interior empire right. And I mm -hmm. see this with with all of them. Mm -hmm. Again, they're they're all slightly different. They they may be journaling in in different ways, but they're all reflecting. So mm -hmm. I think that's the commonality. And again, you just, I mean, there's just so much. Now the science is catching up so you can mm -hmm. see the benefits there. Same with meditation. I mean, it's not like that's, that, that's not new. And the science mm -hmm. is catching up to show, wow, like, wow, you're actually reprogramming your mind in, 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 in many ways. So in journaling too, all the neuroplasticity mm -hmm. and all that fun jazz that's happening. So yeah, to answer your question, I, I, I do believe that, they're using practices like this um, mm. to be able to to perform at the top, support themselves in that way. Yeah, yeah I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> so it's an eye to self reflection. You've got a meditation nerd, and a journaling nerd. Sorry, yeah. nerd. <laughs> yeah. and then oh, self reflection. <laughs> this is awesome. One of the things that you mentioned in there, which I think. Um, yeah, is is I'd just like to sort of zoom in on for a sec. Is this going in on autopilot um, and disrupting the autopilot and you found like everybody's awesome, but let's just call them the greats just for the ease of articulating in this conversation. Sure. Um, disrupting the autopilot, which is what a lot of the greats are trying to do. And I often find myself doing this. It's And language can be super helpful, as I know you know, like, there was this word that I learned, which really irked me for a while when I first came across it was the word was uh, mentation. And okay. when I learned what mentation was, I was just like, oh, no, because <laughs> the mentation is like the recycling of stale thought. Yeah. Oh, and thinking wow, okay. is like fresh thought. Yeah. Sure. And then when I realized, oh, like I've just been mentating this whole time. Like I think I've been thinking, yeah. but actually I've just been like chewing on the same sort of 
like nub <laughs> for yeah. like uh, in my frustrations sometimes months <laughs> yeah sure. yeah and that was like this huge realization where it's like oh am i actually thinking like is this a fresh thought like am i thinking like creatively actually uh, disrupt sure. the autopilot and go okay can i take some time to think or am i just thinking that i'm thinking and it's just like the autopilot which you referred to is just on loop and i'm just still chewing on the same nub um yeah the disruption of the autopilot like how important is that in 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 the work that you're doing um and what are some of the like questions obviously help us do that what are some of the questions that you prefer or have found that really just cut through the autopilot yeah the i mean the the prompt that comes to mind immediately is what lesson are you tired of relearning over and over again right and I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> if we can all answer that right i mean the, the simplest things like probably that the one that that's easiest to relate to is is nutrition or mm. what you're eating right or if you're trying to you know eat healthier or be healthier i mean we know what's healthy and what's not. I mean, we're smart humans, right? And we, mm-hmm. we also can see through a lot of the marketing out of the, out there from the food companies, mm-hmm. like we know that that chocolate bar or whatever is not, it's not the thing that's going to fuel mm-hmm. our health. You're either fueling health or you're fueling disease. One mm-hmm. of the, one, it's either or type thing. So a question like that, I mean, that I'm using nutrition obviously as an example, but there's so many other different things. You can use that question for relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And unpacking uh, relationships that maybe at one point served you. And, mm-hmm. and that's great. And again, celebrate that relationship. But we're humans. We all evolve. Maybe it's time to let that one go. And that's okay mm-hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is though, the What's fun about this stuff is that by default, if you start putting, again, meditation, obviously, journaling, breath work, like any of these practices, and you start building them into your routine on a daily basis, even for five, 10 minutes, then you're just becoming more and more clear. So you start Mm. seeing, then you start seeing the autopilot, right? Whereas before you might not have seen that. And, and mm-hmm. that, again, that's is what it's interesting. The structure of the book came about halfway through writing it. And, and the structure is, is super simple. It's part one is all about getting clear. Part two mm-hmm. is then about uh, being intentional with how we're thinking and how we're acting. And then by default, what happens when you're doing those things is exponential opportunity shows up because you can see it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't happen if you're looping and looping because Maybe. you haven't paused it yet. <laughs> right? Pause it and then get clear. And again, for me, that question to to, uh, looping all the way back was, what do I want for my life? Now I'm clear on where I'm trying to go. Well, now I I jump into the intentionality part. Well, this is what I need to do. Mm -hmm. This is how I need to show up. And these are the practices that need to be non-negotiable in my life because they're the things that will keep my mind healthy. Mm -hmm. My mind is keeping the rest of my body and spirit healthy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, my mind's the thing telling me to go exercise or take the walk or mm-hmm. make that decision on what I'm eating. So yeah. for me, it's always top priority to to make sure the mental fitness is dialed in because mm-hmm. uh, then everything else follows. I love that. I love that. And now we've dovetailed into that that mental fitness. And like part of me wants to, in this conversation, take 
you off the hot plate and stop asking such deep questions when I don't know how. Just I'll have my turn place. eventually. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to book that one. Because <laughs> in my head, I was like, okay, so just ask him, like, what are his 10 favorite questions? And it's like, yeah, but we'll get there. No, we'll this get is there. good. <laughs> but like one of the things that was in there was, um, yeah, just this opportunity to sort of dive into uh, the the questions that really, like – what do I want for my life is, is such a, I don't know how to articulate this question without going like, can you feel the anarchy in the question? Yeah. It's like, it's almost like a, yeah, that's the only way I can really frame it. There's like an anarchy in there, which is what do I want for my life? And do you find that through self-reflection and through your practice, through asking some of these questions, and this is definitely not a conspiracy theory question, but, you know, it's not like are we programmed to not ask good questions of ourselves? Um, But the rub of like why, and pardon my French, why the fuck (laughs) do we not ask better questions like, why were we not trained to? Why were we not conditioned to? Like, what's going on there? Like, yeah. this is a great question, you know, and taking that and chunking it and going down the path of that. It's it's so simple, like you said, right? But it's, it's, and there's, we've spoken about the aversions to why we're going there, but we're also like externally not encouraged to sort of interface and ask these really deep, really supportive and profound questions. Yeah. Well, I think we've been we've been programmed to an illusion of productivity. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and this, this probably started in like in the industrial revolution years and, and eras and whatnot, when, when basically, you know, university and colleges were really firing up and training people and stuff like that. And if you think about it, you know, in, in most modern jobs, it's how much stuff can I do in the day, how many meetings can I cram together and still get my work done? Simple as that. Well, there's no time to think there. Mm-hmm. And when, when I, and I remember this when I spent, I mean, I was in that, that rat race for about 10 years, essentially. And I, I just remember that the standard kind of operating procedure was you either did your thinking super early in the morning before everyone came in or you're working into the evening. And working into the evening, I mean, you know, we, we, we are human. We do need breaks. So are you really doing, you know, good thought there in those hours, for example? And I think most people are, that's where they're doing some of their thinking. So I'm not surprised that we don't ask these questions, to be completely honest, because society is not set up to support this type of thinking. It is moving. It's starting to, I think it's starting to shift. And it's part of the reason why I had, I started my podcast in the first place was to mm-hmm. show that, um, let's talk to the strategist or let's talk mm-hmm. to the writer or the designer or the, the technologist and see how he or she and how they do, how they think and mm-hmm. show that this stuff is accessible and, and, and that it can be used in your regular day, you know, slowly by uh by integrating these steps it doesn't have to be this this giant um shake up to your routine but eventually you get into a place where all of a sudden now your calendar starts to empty a little bit more from these meetings you're more intentional because you're clear on what you're looking for you're more intentional Mm -hmm. on who you're speaking with what you're doing and then you get to this place where it it reminds me of someone i've interviewed 
an artist in New York, uh, Chantel Martin. And I remember asking her, I'm like, how, what have you noticed about your, your art or how has it evolved over the years? Do you feel like you're really mm. dialed into your, your craft right now? And she said, I noticed there's more white space on the canvas. And that comes with, and she said, you know, who knows, maybe one day I'll just draw one line on the canvas and walk away. And she said, maybe <laughs> I'll have the confidence to do that. But there's something to be said there. And it made me think, where can I have more white space in my life, in my mm -hmm. work? Because that's, that's where we feel good too. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> thank you. Glad I asked that question. There's, These uh, are great questions. <laughs> I tried, yeah. Thank you. Um, what's been coming up for me this year is I wrote a book by uh, Greg McEwen called Essentialism. Uh, mm. And that sort of set the intention this year for simplicity. Yeah. Um, and the way you articulated the way she answered your question really alludes to, yeah, one day I'll have the courage to just draw a line. Like, to actually take courage to simplify things down yeah. to that level and just really, yeah. And the white space is a great, great description for it because, yeah, even in your in your head you can feel when there's lots of like lots of things going on and it's like, oh, yeah, I've got clarity and calmness of mind. Yeah. It feels like white space. Yeah, yeah that's Well, cool. the, other, the other example that, you know, links well with, um, with essentialism and just – I would say minimal, minimalism for the mind mm. is that visual, right? Like you think if, if you think of a, of a library that's mm. loaded full of knowledge and, and all of this information, I mean, if you start tipping over all the bookshelves and, and everything's on the floor, it's, you know, the information's there, but mm. it's going to take a hell of a lot longer to find it. And it's going to be a real challenge and it's not going to be a pleasurable experience. Often mm. our minds are in that state. Because we have mm -hmm. all these looping emotions, we have relationships that are bothering us and all of the stuff that's going on that, again, if we can incorporate some of this mental fitness into our routines, well, we start blowing out all of the, the excess stuff. And next thing you know, you can see the path forward, mm -hmm. right? You can go, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know about that. I, I need to go here, for example. And there's just more mental clarity there. And, you know, then again, then that's when you start seeing, ah, oh, yeah, I need to go down that route or I need to call this person. It was always mm. there. It was just hidden behind all the boxes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay, Buck. So mental fitness, we've mentioned it a couple of times. I feel like your Thor and the hammer is questioning <laughs> what else <laughs> is in the mental health um, fitness arsenal. Like what's your shield? What's your armor? <laughs> what's what else is in there? What, what yeah. you inspired? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just are you asking um, just how, how how I define mental fitness? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it came up, honestly, we, we talked about it um, earlier. Uh, when I was uh, working on the app and when and speaking to different people, there everyone had this this description of what they thought you know journaling was, for example. And mm. if it wasn't that, you know, in terms of the the twelve year old girl or whatever writing her diary, then it was immediately linked to some sort of mental health related mm. situation, um, which both are both can be in check, but there's so much more, right? It's so the be all and end all, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think, you know, there, there's no, you know, there's no hiding behind it. There's, there's definitely a stigma related to mental health. And usually, you know, you're entering into that. There, it's a challenge of some sort. Whereas the, what I like about mental fitness, the way I view it, it's the umbrella. 
you know, mm-hmm. under a mental fitness is mental health, is mental mm-hmm. resiliency, is, you know, visualization, mental priming, all like anything and everything that you can think of for the health and um, performance of your mind falls under that mental and fit- fitness umbrella. The other thing we can relate to physical fitness, mm. you know, and again, you know, physical fitness, you're taking the step, mm. you know, you're, you're the one in control of this. And that's what I like about talking, how, how you know, speaking about it in terms of mental fitness, because it feels mm. like, and often is, well, yeah, I'm taking ownership of my mental fitness. I, you know, I want to do this. I'm mm-hmm. in charge on this one. And all those other buckets are in there, but overall, you know, it's, it's in my court. I love that. And feeling into, and I kind of know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway for the benefit of the audience. <laughs> um, how heavily do you prioritize mental fitness? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's everything for me. I mean, every, every day I'm doing something definitely Monday to Friday. I'm usually prioritizing an hour in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. that includes, um, a whole bunch of different things, to be honest, because, you know, what, what's important is the hour or whatever your time block is. If it's 10 minutes, mm. that's awesome. For, so for me, what falls into that, usually some some sort of reflection, usually some learning mm-hmm. and usually some stillness. Those are the, mm. the three big buckets and they could be in different order. But I, I try not to put the pressure on myself to say I have to meditate or I have mm. to journal because um, then I'm defeating the point of the practice. Right. So, but as long as I know, Hey, again, I have my list and you've got your list. You've got many from what I understand. So you go default to the list and make sure that you're, you know, you're doing those things in that time. Um, I think I heard, I think it was Tim Ferriss. That was Tim Ferriss or someone was interviewing, um, really well known author. Uh, I can't remember her name now, but anyway, it's one of the huge, huge like fiction authors. And she was mm-hmm. just saying, I think the author of uh, Eat, Pray, uh, Love. Ah, uh, yep. Yeah. What's her name? It's, I'm drawing a blank. Nothing but anyway, so she was saying at one point after, I think it was after that that book and she was working on her other novels, like her full-time job was her was her mom. Because, you know, if if her mind was, was out of check or she was having a hard day, I mean, she, she couldn't do her work. Right. Mm. So that was her full-time job for a good period of time. And, and I would imagine is still a huge priority. Mm. Mm. Is it, um, is it Elizabeth Gilbert? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Thank God. That would have, that would have bothered me. <laughs> gotcha, bro. Um, so in there, I, um, yeah, there, there was a fluidity in there, which is gorgeous. Um, just having the hour or having the 10 minutes and subbing in whoever, whichever practice off the bench that you want to pull in, whether it's, and just having a general intention around there, whether it's, you know, stillness or whether uh, stillness could be meditation or it could be yin yoga, or it could be, could be, could be anything in there. Um, reflection could be just thinking about something, hopefully not mentating. Oh, I've got a pet peeve there <laughs> or journaling. Um, yeah. And, and a little bit of learning and that could come in, in many different variety of forms, especially in this day and age. Um, I think that's really awesome because I often find, and you know, I've worked with clients like this where it's like, okay, now I've got to get in my sacred bath. I've got to get in 
my, you know, my prayers, I've got to get in my meditation, I've got to get in my workout. And all of a sudden I'm waking up at 2.30 a.m. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like I get it. Uh, but sleep is also really important too, <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's yeah. like, how do you cram all this in? And I remember tuning into um, one of my, uh, there's a friend of mine at Mind Valley and he made this, he made this video of this young budding entrepreneur and uh, it's it's a it's a complete parody. At a certain point in the video, like this person sneezes pills out of his nose, right? Because he's just like <laughs> taking all the multivites. Um, but his morning practice literally starts at four a.m. and it's about ten thirty at night that he's finally completed his morning practice and he's ready to go to work and he's realized it's time for bed. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's um it's pretty funny how how deeply we can end up sort of yeah just trying to program everything in yeah, and then back to that productivity some, mindset, right? right? And I think it also can be, and that then also stifles us further because it's like, this was meant to be a great tool, but now it's like, I'm a, once again, a victim of the tool. And I find oftentimes that that's our relationship. It just reflects our relationship with the mind because Mm -hmm. the mind is meant to be this incredible tool. And like, honestly, they're still inventing computers, but like, there isn't a better computer <laughs> in my oh, humble yeah. opinion. It's yeah. phenomenal, right? Like it's this incredible tool. Um, but like you said, like, you know, these practices of self-reflection are so, and getting clear and getting intentional. Like I love that that's where, that's where the book goes because, yeah, it's, you know, if you've got a clear mind and an intentional mind, it is a superpower. But if you're yeah. not clear and you're not intentional, it can really, and we see it in the lives touch wood and unfortunately more lives than we care to admit, like, yeah, spiraling out of control and creating, wreaking havoc. Yeah, left mm-hmm. unchecked, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, we all yeah. know how it feels. We've we've all been there. And the other thing, like, it, we'll feel it again. It's just, you know, the more you, you work on this stuff, it, it it's like any... You know, I, I draw it back to physical exercise and sports again, just, you know, when you're training and practicing for the event, you know, you're not trying new things during the event, but you're, you're relying on your training. So it's no different when it comes to your mental fitness, right? Like something's going to come up in the day. It's going to rock you. You're going to feel, you know, you could feel cluttered or you're not sure where to go, but then you can, you can just pause for a second and rely on all that training you've been doing. And then it goes, Right then you're back you're back on on your plan you're reminded of okay well i'm doing this because i'm trying to head here or these are the things that i know will make me smile right now i've got this mm-hmm. i know if i meditate for five minutes you know it's going to give me a least of mental break a little bit of a mental massage right mm-hmm. or if i start three minutes of breath work immediately i'm going to feel a difference mm-hmm. you know, we have access to all this stuff yeah yeah and I totally resonate with what you're saying. And this was actually a question that was coming to me earlier in the conversation. So I'm going to try and stitch it in here now. Yeah. <laughs> Do a bit of uh, hack surgery. <laughs> um, but you, I remember you mentioning um, like the decision-making and it sort of segues into what we're talking about. Because, you know, when you're unclear in that space, and I've been finding this recently, and it's a bit to admit, like, you know, I'm meant to be Mr. Inspired Evolution, but I'm on my journey. I'm inspired. I'm involving everybody. Um, You're human. I get it. Totally, right? And I get these triggers, like, and I'm, I've am i gotten really clear on what my triggers are now. And it's like if I had an expectation for something to go a certain way and it didn't, mm. I go, whoop. And yeah. if I didn't see something coming and it goes and it sort of drops in and it's not, what I, it's not like, uh, appealing, I kind of go, whoop. 
And my whoop actually is this internal anger. Like it's this frustration that emerges really like palpably, right? And what I used to do, and this has literally been a game changer, probably we're talking less than like 10 months I've been working on this. Um, what I used to do was just take action out of that place. It was like, yeah. whoop, and it's like, whoa, no, no whoop, unwhoop me now. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. literally like reacting. <laughs> yeah, take it <laughs> out with emba- action. Almost embarrassed to admit it, but like seriously, taking massive action in my whoopness, <laughs> right? <laughs> literally whooping my own ass in many ways. And that was the point. Like I'd look back the next day or a week after and I'd go, I thought I was taking like 10 steps forward to either reclaim my position or get back on top. Mm-hmm. And I look back and I was like, I did nothing but dig myself in deeper. Like yeah. I, I really did nothing but dig myself in deeper. And yes, a practice of self-reflection helped with that. But then the impetus that sort of, that the thing that dropped in for me was really, now I, I spend as much time with that mental fitness conversation that you're sort of alluding to with myself and go, don't bite the hook. You know, and that's really mm-hmm. like, it's like a mantra. It's like, don't bite the hook. Like I can see whoop and like under, understanding the triggers has been really helpful. Yeah, and then I go, you, oh, that's the hook. Yeah. yeah. And I go, Ooh, yeah, go on. Well, I was going to say you've been gifted the pause because it's that pause that, ah, there it is versus mm-hmm. just running right through it. Right through it. Right? Yeah. And running on autopilot. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's been such a game changer because and also like alluding to the mental health fitness, uh, the mental fitness uh, things you were saying was I've realized that, okay, that's happened. Pause, like you just described. And then on the back of there, there's still this massive drive in me to like wanting to like sort of beat down the dragon, you know? Yeah. yeah but yeah. I realize I need to sleep in a workout. Like that's honestly, and it's, it's like a formula now. It's like a sleep in a workout because after a workout, yeah. your endorphins kick in, everything shifts and like all the biggest problems dissolve because it was like you're back in your body and yeah. then a good sleep. And the next day you're like, so how do I really want to tackle this? You know? And it's like, ah, oh, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> just, yeah. You know, well, you're and- playing out, you're playing out the formula, right? The, mm-hmm. the things that you just mentioned right there are intentional actions and decisions you're making because you know the sleep and the workout do something for you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to be more complicated than this. We just need to spend a bit of time identifying those things, those decisions, those actions, the, the, you know, what we can do. And then we just deploy them when they're needed, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah. yeah, I love it. Great example. <laughs> awesome. Glad Thanks, you shared man. it. So I'm just tuning in. I'm conscious of the time and I just, oh, man, I want to talk to you more for longer, <laughs> but I've got like, yeah, I've got this intention <laughs> to try and keep them yeah. back. And I don't want to leave the audience sort of hanging because I did ask, like, I will ask you at some point, what are some of your favorite questions? So <laughs> what are some of your favorite questions, bro? Uh, I mean, I, this is always such a hard question because I'm a huge believer that the best questions are very individual and they land again when the timing piece the timing piece i knew you were going to say that right so for me like if i think like even with the book there are so many questions in there um but in six if i've done my job properly in six months from now my favorite question should be different right right so for right now um you know the question that I'm thinking about the most is, is it actually comes uh, inspired by Chip Conley, uh, mm. a, uh, an author, and uh, he self-describes himself as a modern elder, which I love. Um, 
And it's just, you know, how can I be the most curious person in the room? Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I love it because, you know, what I came to in writing his profile is that, you know, to be the more most curious person in the room, you're also the most present. Mm-hmm. And I've been sitting with that a lot more, and especially, you know, doing, you know, just interviews and whatnot for the book and stuff. And just to be like, this is a perfect example. I mean, you, you and I can obviously talk for hours. That's, that's obvious, but just <laughs> even right. just, right. Just list like being fully present with you and curious what, you know, what's, what question you're going to ask or how you're responding to our, our dialogue and then just letting that flow. And that, that's, that's something that I marry that up with actually the first profile in the book, Cal Fussman. And it's just, how can I ask the best questions? Mm. Because, you know, when you do that, when you ask the best, to, to ask the best questions, you have to be present and you put in the work before you, you, you know, you write your list of questions that you want to know about, but then you just rip that stuff up and you're just there and you trust your mind. The questions come up, right? Mm. So for mm. me right now, it's all about curiosity and being present. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, brother. Really, really appreciate it. And again, thank you so much for not just today and doing this here with us, because I know it's a it's a lifetime's of work that's informed, you know, your process and your journey to be able to inform this conversation we're having today. So thank you so much for all the work you've put into yourself and so gracefully and so openly and vulnerably sharing yourself. Um, yeah, just I can feel the rawness and the depth of which we got to really meet you today <laughs> so thank you so much for bringing your whole self to this conversation and uh, on behalf of myself and the inspired evolution audience brother wishing you all the best on this journey and i truly feel like if it's cool with you we'll, we'll do this again because uh oh, yeah. there's still so many itches left to scratch <laughs> absolutely absolutely and, and thank you for your energy i mean that's um you know i'm in canada right now it's it's uh it's friday early evening and mm. i'm just you know as you can see smiling ear to ear and just energized so thanks for jetting me into the weekend over here uh touch with thank you for your blessings brother thank you so much for tuning into this amazing episode of the inspired evolution without you the inspired evolution tribe this podcast would not be what it is today thank you so much for your love and your support thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.